and welcome to episode number 261 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books. And with me today from an interview that I recorded at RWA are B and Leah Koch from the Ripped Bodice Bookstore. We look back on their work together after being open a little over a year, and we take a look at them as Booksellers of the Year Award recipients. Most of the time we talk about creative projects, as there are art installations in the bookstore that are truly stunning. And I wanted to know how they decide which projects to do. We talk about their flying books project and people's reactions and how art in the store helps welcome visitors to the store. We also discuss the reality of being a small business owner and how much to share of the tough parts of being a business person along with the public joys of being bookstore owners. We talk about managing anxiety and of course we talk about Fitzwilliam waffles. We had such a good time talking to each other about everything, but we also meander a lot. So I almost titled this episode, wait, wait, what were we talking about again? I forgot. Also very important, stay to the end of the episode because I have a special bonus announcement from B and Leah that we recorded right before I did the final edit on this episode. Today's podcast is sponsored by Hollywood Scandal by Louise Bay. If you enjoy books by Vi Keeland, Lauren Blakely, or Kendall Ryan, you will love this hot contemporary Hollywood romance. When Matt Easton moves in next door, Lana Kelly has no idea he's Hollywood's hottest superstar. He's used to women falling at his feet, but Matt's neighbor isn't just any woman. She'll take a porch swing over a red carpet any day, and while he's used to being the center of attention, she hates the spotlight. Lana is running from a scandal of her own, and her worst nightmare is becoming tabloid fodder. There is no way she'll fall in love with Hollywood's biggest star. Matt's trying to clean up his image and needs to avoid temptation, but that's easier said than done when the girl next door is the only woman he cannot have. Number one New York Times bestselling author Rachel Van Dyken described Hollywood's scandal as flawless writing, incredible storytelling, and believable characters that you want to root for. I loved every word. Hollywood Scandal by Louise Bay is on sale now wherever books are sold, and you can find out more at louisebay.com. Now, I also have compliments, which is really fun. It's like my favorite part of doing the intro. This compliment is for Alyssa M., your kindness and sense of humor are 67% of the reason why fluffy animals are so fluffy. Now, if you're thinking, well, that was cool. I would like one of those. You should totally have one. Have a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash smart bitches for as little as one whole dollar a month. You can support the show and help keep it becoming more and more gooder, as I like to say. And there's different levels of Patreon support that you can check out with different awards for each level. If you've had a look, or you've passed the link along, or you've become a patron, thank you for that. And if you have reviewed the podcast, I was uh, recently on iTunes, because we have an iTunes page at itunes.com slash dbsa. Uh, we, we have like 60 something reviews, which is so cool. So thank you. That's so awesome. I had no idea. You know, generally speaking, I don't read reviews of my work, but podcast reviews are really awesome. So thank you for all of the reviews you left. It really helps people find the show and find the podcast when they're searching for things that they might like. The music you are listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater, and I will have information at the end of the podcast as to who this is. I will also have links to all of the books that we discuss, and there are several. We make a lot of recommendations, I'm sorry, in advance. And I will have links to all of the different things we discuss, including their events calendar, 
uh, the bike ride that their dad is doing, the museum in Amsterdam that they mentioned. There's a lot of cool things that we're going to talk about. So I will link to all of them. Do not worry. And don't feel like you have to pull over the car or stop cleaning or working out or whatever. And if you're on the treadmill or you're on the thing with the with the steps where you're going up the stairs forever or you're on the elliptical, keep going. You can totally do this. And now, without any further delay, on with the podcast. This is Leah Koch. And this is B Koch. <laughs> Hello, my favorite Koch siblings. How are you? And we're the owners of the Ripped Modest Bookstore. And we so are the not evil Koch siblings. We're so, <laughs> yes. And we're super young. We're like 12 years old. Yeah. I know I look young. I've been told my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just used to it. I don't know. You I'm, look like a person to me. Not a child. <laughs> You're a person. <laughs> On the airplane, if I'm sitting in the exit row, they still will ask because you have to be 12 i think it's i think it's 12 i thought it was 14 it embarrasses me more to hear it's 12 (laughs) i don't know we'll pretend it's 14 but you will always get carded always even when you're 60 always and you know every now and again if somebody cards me i'm like oh thank you it's a nice (laughs) boost so much (laughs) yeah so you guys won an award congratulations thank Thank you. you were you guys super excited when the rwa told you yes Yes, I was. You got the I, B. Yeah, I told B. Um, I was at the bookstore. Leah. Leah. This is Leah. Sorry, I forgot. Um, see, this is because normally we talk to Sarah on Skype or the phone, but right. now I'm staring at you, so yeah. I'm like going to forget to identify but you know myself. What? Once you guys start talking, you can, you can do tell it. you apart. Okay. And also, Garlic Thinner can tell you apart when she's doing the transcript. Oh, great. So just do not feel like you have to inv- in- okay, okay. I would say as a general matter, my voice, Leah's, is a touch lower. Yeah. I talk um, a lot faster when I get going, too. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, I was at the store. This was, I don't know. I'm going to say March, but that might be wrong. Um, and the phone rang. And I'm pretty sure it said RWA on the caller ID. Caller ID. I feel like I knew who it was when I picked up. Yeah. And she said, hi, this is Leslie Kelly. I'm the president of RWA. And I said, hello. <laughs> I think I literally said like, uh, hi. <laughs> like, did I, am I in trouble? <laughs> what did we do? Um, wait, wait, what's the problem? Yeah. I was like, uh, I feel like we did something wrong. She was said you have been, I think because it was right after their board meeting when they like choose all this stuff. I don't know when that is. And she said, you have been chosen as this year's booksellers, blah, blah, blah. And the exciting thing was. We're going to fly you to RWA. And because we weren't originally going to come just because it's so far from LA. Like Denver next year is a little more doable. Um, it's very far away. Yeah. Um, but then they're like, we'll bring you. Okay. Uh, and then B showed up later that day. No. Leah texted me and was like, I have something really exciting to tell you. That's mean of me. It was really mean. And <laughs> Even meaner would be, listen, I have news. Yeah. No, I made sure I said <laughs> it was no, no, like, no, I we don't do good. that. We don't do that. We don't do that in our family. We have health. St- we know. Don't mess around with bad no, news. No, we get scared. Like stuff. If my if our dad calls at like but not between the hours of like 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., we answer the phone with like who died. Yeah. Right. We oh, believe. Yeah. And he's, he's always like, no one. I'm just I just want to say hi. And we're like, why are you? It's like after nine yeah, o'clock. Yeah, it's six in the morning. The sun is down. What is happening? Or if you why wake you up and you have a missed call, you like call back and you're like, okay, somebody's dead. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. He just butt dialed us, which he's capable of doing on an iPhone, oh, which he, really takes some my skill. My mother-in-law can butt dial us. On an iPhone. On her phone, in her purse. And I'm like, it's it's wild. He calls. 
and we talk and then he hangs up and then he calls back six times by accident <laughs> this doesn't happen to you this happens to me all the time i'm like hi dad oh oh sorry <laughs> uh, uh, okay also cool. he calls his children in immediate yeah so we one after the other so the phone will ring in her room 20 minutes later it rings in my room which is next door <laughs> or if we're like if one of us is like driving home or something any immediately after i'm like i talked to dad oh yeah i talked to him 10 minutes ago yeah <laughs> anyway, i'm sure you're way off the topic you were saying i texted you oh you texted me so i like show up and she was waiting for me in the back room of the store. She was like looking all excited. And I, I didn't, we well, weren't. I per- should preface this by saying we knew this award existed. Right. And we were sort of like, in the this future. This is the only award like we might ever. This is win. cool. Right. And like- I, think, I think we were both thinking like maybe five years from now, maybe once we've established ourselves and really proven ourselves. But like, this is the award we want to win like we knew it existed and we're like there aren't that many awards for <laughs> independent romance booksellers no yeah, there aren't um, that many independent romance booksellers yeah it's funny how that works out isn't that funny yeah. so she told me and i was so excited and we were both like um, very emotional mm-hmm. about it it felt really yeah um, it felt like a really strong vote of confidence yeah and it was right around our one year anniversary yeah so it was like I think, yeah it was almost right oh okay like we're on the right track and people are seeing what we're doing and it was it was really meaningful and we both have been trying really hard this entire process to stop and take a minute and acknowledge all the milestones as it goes because it does go so fast um so I think I, I texted Leah right afterwards. I was like, I'm so proud of us. Yeah. And she texted back, like, take a minute and really, like, feel that. And so it, it was really. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's something that our dad can email around to our family members. You know, that's on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually have a link <laughs> if you want it to the YouTube live stream. Oh, yes, we do. That starts specifically at your award. Oh, oh yes, we do. Want I it. Totally well, I had, we had oh, somebody someone. film our speech so I could text it to him. That's like three minutes, but I'm sure that's better quality. Yeah. Well, I, um, I videoed it. Oh, amazing. Complete with me going, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> because we said Sarah's name because she's so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Well, because that. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because. I mean, we could spend friggin' five minutes listing every single person who has, you know, done something wonderful. But for us, it was really, let's look at the journey as a whole. Yeah. And the people who've really, not to say people who haven't found us later aren't great, but the people who've really been on board since the beginning. This um, is an awesome idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the first thing I heard I received from you was from your publicist. It was an email. And I was like, yeah. oh, cool. <laughs> Oh, cool. Because I've been to Rosemary's in, in Melbourne. I'm so and it's, jealous. It's like bitty bitty. <laughs> I'm so jealous. But it's so fun. Yeah. It's like you walk in and then like all we, of this is for me. I've, I've, we have got I know we have to really. It is. I hate flying. It is such a long plane ride. Right? Our mother also taught us to move in oh, yeah. on airplanes. Oh, yeah. Like we – and we still – we do that anywhere, anywhere we are. We like go. come up to our hotel room. We are moved in. We've been, <laughs> we've been here for 10 hours. And people always comment on it. It's so funny. Like flight attendants are always like, you look so cozy. Because we have ev- we all have the gadgets all and all the stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I, just, oh. I was sending an, I was texting B. I switched to a bigger bag right before I left. I would never describe myself as a low maintenance person. I'm not. No. And that's fine. I'm not a low maintenance person. I see all your travel things about traveling in a backpack. I'm like, oh my God. 
Because I am the kind of traveler who wants to have all my things with me. I'm a very things-oriented person. <laughs> I like my things. And I, that's what gives me a sense of security. Right, having your thing. stuff. So I see you traveling around Europe with your backpack. I'm like, Sarah's never. Sarah's a maverick. Never. Could never do that. I love it. All right, we veered way off topic. What Sorry. are we talking about? Is. Australia. So, so you had to really take a moment and be like, okay, look. Oh, yeah. This is... This is what we did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really, that, I really appreciate being thanked. So thank you. Oh, well, oh that was completely. Thank you again. I mean, that's a tiny token of our appreciation. Yeah. Well, thank you for the supportive people. Yeah. I think the romance community in general is so supportive and that's so lovely, but there are people who have gone above and beyond Yeah, and it's important to acknowledge those people and yes. we wouldn't be here alone. You know, yeah, it's no. not. No. Not possible to open a bookstore by yourself, even though we tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupidly. Um, so all the people who have helped. And like th- our family, Leah was telling a story earlier about when they all flew out for the Los Angeles Times Festival of Books. Yes. Yeah, they don't live in L.A. They don't live in L.A. <laughs> our dad and lives in Chicago and our brother and his wife live in New York. And they come to us yeah, they've... to help whenever we need it. Aww. And it's just really yeah to have them and, there because someone was commenting on this picture which you can see on our instagram um we had baseball jerseys made hot pink ones with all of our names on them um and i'm you know it's obviously it's a family business with the two of us we're yeah. family um but it's exciting it's a, and special yeah. when everyone's there and, and customers really like that they like getting to meet other members of our family. It's also so cute. Our dad is so proud of us. And Aww. when people like come up and compliment him on on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On his daughters. I, I do think like he always says like his kids are the things he's proudest of. And yeah. he is quite an accomplished man. So <laughs> yeah. For us to be the thing he's proudest of is special. To yeah. Us. He yeah. And he really likes like watching us do our thing. Yeah. Um and and helping. He's very He's a very good. He's a he's a very aggressive salesman. It is. It's so I'm like dad. Like funny. He, he, he he honest because he wants us to make money. So someone will be like browsing, and he's like he's like yeah yeah get it get it. And we're like dad, that is not how we do things. Like we, we don't do the hard sell. Like and then our sister in law is like the schmooziest person you've ever met. She's from L A. and she is just like died she in can the wool. Talk to. Movie anyone industry. she can talk to anyone for as long as they will talk to her she will talk to them and she, mm-hmm. they will leave the conversation smiling ear to ear and just feeling like they are feeling like they are the most accomplished Im- and beautiful person, person. <laughs> she's very um free with the compliments she's delightful <laughs> yeah she's great so her style works better yeah. yeah she's like you look so beautiful i love your hair i love your outfit you should really look at this book i really think it would suit you yeah she always says like i think this is the book for you and then they're like <laughs> okay great <laughs> I'll do anything it's, you say. So it's funny to see their yeah. selling styles. Jacob doesn't really. That's our brother. He doesn't really sell. No, but he, he cleans. He is he serious OCD. So within 10 minutes of him walking the stores, where's the broom? He goes, <laughs> he sweeps the front. He's like, um, are these boxes arranged this way? Can I just <laughs> go into your back room and change everything <laughs> yeah whatever go ahead yes because you're gonna do it anyway yeah he just like move, like all the like shipping envelopes and like jewelry boxes he moves it all around yeah that's his job <laughs> he loves it but he is one of the biggest readers yeah we know he just reads so much and everything and he loves bookstores and he he 
knows visits a lot of bookstores, knows a lot about bookstores. So his like approval is also very yeah meaningful. And he's he's the one who's always sent. He sends like an article a day that yeah. like has bookstore in the headline. <laughs> like he and wants it, to be involved. Yes, it's so cute. It's, you know, he's always sending us things like I don't know. Portuguese bookstore has a cute cat. Yeah. <laughs> Have well, you seen this? And um, Books Are Magic, which is a brand new bookstore in Brooklyn, opened. Oh, nice. awesome. Have you been yet? It's I have not. It's right around the corner from their yeah. apartment, from our brother and sister-in-law's apartment. And so they were very excited. And now we, that we, I think it's the first bookstore, and I'll revisit another thing in a minute, that we've really watched their whole opening process while the entire time we've been open. Because the Queen's Bookshop, um, we're internet friends with the wonderful women who are going to open that, but they're not open yet. No. Um, and is the Astoria bookshop still open or did it close? I think it closed. Shit. Did it? I'm not. Is that? That's in Queens, right? Because yeah. I think. Astoria is, is in Queens. Well, and might then, be the only one or one. They just, they, they got a space because they did their Kickstarter pretty soon after us. Right. But they, I think it was really hard for them to find a space. Um, so they're not open yet. But so both of those bookstores in New York owned by women, I feel like we have this like internet relationship with them where we kind of like tweet at each other and it's yeah fun. i mean emma straub is such a like i don't know amazing i know and we get like really excited when she world. like tweets at us like, yeah because to us she's like really famous i mean oh she is famous to other people yeah but, like um so we get excited when she and and jacob and olivia always go there and are like remember us our sisters on the rip yeah <laughs> they know like we because we sent them like a little opening um we sent we sent them a customized box cutter um okay that's adorable Leah, their, Leah painted it for their opening because i was like this is what they need you can yeah. never have so i like painted it and sent them to that um and then we jacob and olivia went on their opening day and we're like our family's in the book selling business too yes oh i feel like being in the book selling business was always in our future in yeah. some way like and it's honestly kind of surprising that we did it before Jacob. It's really surprising. I told our dad uh, is uh, not retiring. I don't know what he calls it. He's leaving his current job and looking for his next life project. But and before he does that. Oh, yeah. We should actually we should plug this. We We're going to plug something. Yeah. Oh, good. Steve, that's what we do here. Go yes. for it. Steve Koch. Yes. Father of the owners of the Ripped Bodice. Yes. Uh, is riding his bicycle the entire length of the Mississippi River dude, to raise money for the Greater Chicago Food Depository. The goal is to raise $1 million, which is 3 million meals. Wow. Um, yeah. And he, for the past five years, has been the deputy mayor of Chicago. Um, he's worked really, really, really hard for the city. And right before he took that job, he rode his bicycle east to west um, across the country to raise money for a Chicago hospital. Now he's been working. He's leaving the job. And uh, th this is how he recharges because he's a lunatic. Um, <laughs> he's, and so, he's so excited about it. And we're like, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so they're leaving pretty soon. Wow. Um, August like 18th or something. Will you send me links? Yes. yes. So um, the website is ridetheriver2017.com. Uh-huh. Is it just him or are there other people? Too? It's him and our cousin Chris are doing the entire thing. And then they have friends that come meet them. First legs of it. Yes. I'm doing the last two days. I'm not because I don't ride a bike. Be scared of bikes. <laughs> like I'm not exaggerating. Like there, I am. I am scared of. There them. was a there was a meltdown. 
yeah. last time she was on bike. Yeah. It was like 10 years ago. But we still. were in Amsterdam and mm-hmm. my family was like, we're renting bikes and riding around. I was like, no, 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 no. And they made me go and they made me get on a bike. Yeah. And I no. threw my bike down in the middle of the street and just said, fuck it. <laughs> No! And how old were you when this happened? I don't know, but I was it, um, it, not like six. No, like, it was like a, an adult person doing this. Like, and I like took my helmet off and like threw it, and I was like, "I'm not doing this anymore." And they continued biking, and I, that meant I had like a an hour basically on my on my own in Amsterdam. And the thing that I did, I went to the Bible Museum. Okay, <laughs> really? Because I'm the nerdiest. I didn't know that. <laughs> it was amazing. If you've never been to the Bible Museum in Amsterdam, I'd highly recommend it. <laughs> Anywho, ride the river 2017. Yes. Give a couple bucks. That's amazing. For Chicago's food depository. Yeah. The, it's a really great. Like we have, it's a really great food bank because they really, it's the entire city. Yep. Networked. Yeah. It's really, it's not, we don't, I mean, there are other ones, but they are really connected across the city um, and they do really great work. I completely forgot how we got onto this topic. I have no idea. We were talking about. Something you were saying something about Jacob that you were about booksellers yeah, before he, he was. was yeah, be but what about how did we get to talking about you dad's told your dad bike ride? You I said dad. yeah, you said I told dad, and then you're like, wait, we should talk about the bike ride. I don't remember. Something. This is how it goes. That's okay um, with us. Well, I have questions. Uh, yes, go ahead. Can I ask you all <laughs> the questions. Of course, you can. So, I, okay, first question: When people follow you on Instagram, mm-hmm. you do a lot of shit. You yeah. do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like you are constantly building a thing she or is. buying a tool to build a thing <laughs> or is. buying another tool to go with the first tool yeah, to buy the thing. Yeah, that happens. It does. You need like attachments. Right. Or like and accessories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> What was are, the end of the question? <laughs> and you are, are, are looking at exhibits and building new ways to display things um, and you're gluing things to the walls and the ceiling. They always have really cool creative ideas. Yes. And I think part of what makes you guys very successful as bookstore owners is that you focus not only on the part where you sell the book part, but that there's a place to hang out, that there's a community, and then there's a space to explore things that aren't books and that you really welcome creativity. So what inspires you when you have new ideas for things? Power tools in Home Depot? Is that what you're pointing at? I I mean, this has been one of the coolest parts about owning a bookstore together is we see like new sides of each other yeah. and and I, Leah is responsible for almost all of that and I think our dad is really proud of it too because he taught her to use power tools and now he gets to see like in practice yeah. I, I'm in awe she'll be like oh I'm gonna design a new seating area for the back room and I'm like uh, okay mm-hmm what <laughs> somebody asked me the other day if i ask you first before i do these things and i was like yeah but she doesn't like say no i would never say no because she's never not followed through i am the not follow through i'll have an idea and then leah will execute yeah it. no that's true i mean like the flying books leah was like you can do this project just come up with something and i spent like four days on pinterest and I had all these things pinned and I was kind of like, well, I get, and Leo was like, okay, we're buying this, this, and I have a lot of trouble pulling the trigger. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to buy these things and they're going to come together. I was like, well, we could do this. Well, do this. I think I'm a lot more willing to fuck it up and fix it. Yeah. Um, well, you have the ability. I don't have the ability to fix it. If I, I fuck it up, it's. I don't like this book. Oh, that's true. But um, I do think I, it, it's really, that's something that's really evolved since we opened. Mm-hmm. Um and has really changed within myself um i don't know i think 
B has more of like has always had the more like interior design. If you look at the way we dress, B has better style. Um, Not so right when now. we were opening, it, it was very much like B was picking out all the furniture. And I have the historical background in that. Uh, like I've studied history of furniture, history of right. design, of textiles, um, all that stuff. So when we were picking the furniture, it was really important to me that it actually was as close to Regency looking as possible. And the chaise in the window. The chaise in the window, which is actually a Westlake chaise, so it's a little later, but that's fine. It's fine. Do you know how often people try to buy that People try to buy that thing all the time. we're like, let me tell you how long and where. We bought that sofa in Utah. In Salt Lake City. You can have it for (laughs) $10,000. Because we went to Utah, we picked it out, and then they drove it to L.A. It was the whole thing. We'd been looking. I'll get back to the question in a second, but... We've been looking and looking. We looked on either really expensive on eBay. And we're like, this was two Christmases ago. We went to see our family in Utah. We were shopping in an antique store. They had this amazing chase in perfect condition at crazy cheap price. And we're like, it is worth it for us to pay them to drive it to LA. Well, crazy cheap cheap price after Leah bargained down. That's true. I do like bargaining. Leah's a bargainer. It's um, another thing. That's that, a good skill. Yeah. It's a really good skill because she does it in such a like subtle, like I, we when we're buying like a lot of flowers, she'll be like, oh, can you just throw in the manure or like something like that? Like she's just very. That is the key. You get them to throw. It, it's the throwing in of stuff. I think people <laughs> like better than a discount. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is like, okay, we're going to pay you this much for the shades and you're going to deliver it for free. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway. that was kind of built in. Anyway, we so off topic. Yes, um, we got the shades in parks in Salt Lake City. Yes, very Utah. cheap antiques in Salt Lake. Um, anyway, and lots of them. So once we were open, it, and this is the thing, it felt like such this incredible, crazy race to open. Mm-hmm. Once you decide on an opening day and tell people, oh, we were like, like, okay, now, <laughs> now you got to do it. So it was this crazy. That race works for to me. Open. Yeah. Once you tell people you're going to do something. I've got to do right. it. You got to do it. And then, at, so then you start being like, okay, we're doing this. We're doing like, this is, this is how it's going to be when we're open. Mm-hmm. And then I think the books were probably like, and the reason we did the flying books is because we used to have plants there and they died because we can't keep anything alive. I um, can keep things alive if I have help. Oh, what? <laughs> Wait. No one else was watering anything. Because you're in charge of it. <laughs> Wait, no, this is some serious rewriting. I said we can have live plants, but you're in charge of that. I can keep other things alive. Those were, they, they were poorly I, suited. I call the problematic on this. Anyway, the plants this died. This plant gaslighting. Yeah. With your friends. You <laughs> said that you were going to keep them alive. They were, they're right. They didn't have enough light. Past the skylights. Yep. So, so it was light. no light. We and they were really delicate ferns. To, we have a lot of fake plants now. Anyway, the plants died. We have so we need, there was a big hole. And we talked about doing this flying book project. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's it happens? A yeah. It falls out of the sky. Yeah. Right. It I happens. fall off a really tall ladder. It happened. Um, yeah, you didn't fall off. Stuff has fallen off books the ceiling. Fall. But no, it's fine. Um, no, the worst thing that happens is that bookcase fell on my head once. Um, I survived. It was right before my brother's wedding. Ow. Yeah. I had a black eye. Yeah. It was cool. Awesome pictures. Yeah. It, it, most, it, was, it was healed before the wedding. But it it kind funny. of. It's like one <laughs> eye is just a little. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But that was like that was like a freak act. I wasn't even on a ladder. Like I, it was just, anyway. Um, and then I think the thing that really motivated me was people's reaction yeah. to the flying books. Because I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And then people, people walking like, 
really started getting excited and taking so many pictures of it. Yes. And getting really excited. And the pictures are an important part. Yeah. Because we wanted to compete with non-genre bookstores at that point. We were like, let's compete with the last bookstore. And we always, yeah, we always wanted to be a really, not to sound stupid, but like a really Instagrammable place. Oh, no. I was just thinking, I did an interview with uh, author Sarah Ramsey, who's location mm-hmm. independent and lives in different places around the world while she writes. And she was cool. talking about her six weeks in Indonesia. One of the things she noticed was where she was staying, all of the cafes there are like set up to be Instagrammable. Tag us on Instagram, yeah. take your pictures, pin us here. And so you invite people yes. to record the visual of your store. It's, yeah. It's like a very, and that's a very personally involved form. It's of a very LA thing. Promotion. You see all yes. these, you know. Also, people visit us as a destination. So we wanted to make it more than just buying the book. You yes. you also get yeah. a lot from the experience, including really special pictures. I was a visual art major in college. Yeah. Um, a lot of people ask me. Power tools and textiles. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, did you major in like literature or whatever? No. no. Um, I was a visual art major. Um, and that kind of got set aside for the year. I was much more focused on the business aspect of it. And then when all of that was up and running and sort of all the systems were in place and I did this flying books thing, I was like, oh, this is like. There's a lot of ways. This is my playground. Yes. But it feels like, I mean, Leah still does most of the business stuff. I don't really have a head for numbers. It, uh, she, she means numbers, not business. She means I do the accounting. Accounting. <laughs> so the during the week, she's like doing stuff like that. And then on the weekends, it's like, this is my time to really yeah. play creatively. Yeah. And it's. And, and I think everyone needs a creative outlet, No, even if you're in a very creative job. You, you still you need, need something. And you need space from your work to be creative in your work. That was very hard for me to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That's, and that's a really. really. That's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And it's. Oh, my gosh. You know, taking a day off feels like a failure because there's so many things you could be doing. Yeah. But it's it's actually, you can't do those things yeah. unless you take the day off. You have to. And after I've taken time off, I realize, wow, I really like doing fuck all. It's really relaxing. Yeah. Do fuck all. It's, I'm a big fan of fuck all. And then it's, it's also, great to like lay horizontal for a little while. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really a different, it's a different job. Like it's a different replenishment. With the yeah. tool belt on. And especially, I mostly do that stuff on weekends because both of us are there because mm-hmm. I can't really work while I have my hands are covered in glue. I try sometimes, but like when I'm paper macheing something, it's not the best time. Let me book for you with my elbow. For yeah. a to come in, I'm like, I'll sorry. I'll with my teeth. I'll be with you <laughs> once I scrub my hands for five minutes. Anyway, so that's why I do most of the stuff on the weekend because she's able to work the register and then it becomes a very different job that I'm in the store but I don't have to deal with customers. Yes. Um, although, huh, that's not true. Because um, they're like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, don't touch that. Um, <laughs> but you're going in and out. She it gives her the freedom to go back to Home Depot yeah, as many I times as she to needs. Home, to. I mean, every Saturday I go to Home Depot probably at least twice. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the original question was like inspiration, creativity, and I it's I always want to find new ways to highlight the books because that's mm-hmm. ultimately what we're doing. Um. And there's, you know, I think it's basically like two things. There's window displays and then there's like stuff I do in the store. Um, So the window displays are really about um, 
highlighting whatever it is, it's usually either a season or a holiday or like a subgenre of books, um, depending on my mood. Um, currently, it's Pride. We actually left it up Your for. Window is really beautiful. Oh, I'm glad you. you left it up. I, yeah, we left it up for June and July. It was one of my favorites, and also we're traveling. And I was like, I'm just gonna leave it up for July, and everyone loves it. Talk about Instagrammable. So many. I see yeah. every time I take Fitz for a walk, I see someone stopping and taking a picture of themselves yeah. with it. And we also, we have this great, um, what is that called? Like a, le- a le- leaderboard or whatever? The oh, church board? Uh, a letter letter board. board. I don't know. I don't know. The thingy you put letters on. Outside. Like um, the little one. The, the wood one. Um, and it's we had the same thing forever. We've had this thing up forever, but I sw- like every two days, it pops up that someone's tagged us on Instagram with, it says, Books, love is love. Love is love. Books, Books are, are magic. magic. We'll be okay. And we just like put it up this like a, a long, long time, time ago. ago. <laughs> and it seems to be a message that people really like. respond to. Well, one of the things I think that's so gravitating about your store and about you, both of you yourselves, is that you are unabashedly and unashamedly yourselves. Yes. And you're not afraid to, afraid to take a position and no, you're not afraid to be like, true. no, we are standing in this place for this reason with these emblems and you you look at the store and you know exactly where you guys stand. I, I think true. it's really important for us as business owners to be that kind of authentic Because space. you're already starting in a in a semi-defensive place or a place that needs defending. Yeah, yes. e- exactly. So if we're going to have to speak defensively, we want it the store to not feel defensive. We mm-hmm. want it to feel really open and this like... This is for you. You yeah, come in here. I don't know. It, it's... When you have a business that two people do everything, mm-hmm. it's sort of impossible not to... Yeah, because every once in a while we'll be like... Should we not say should this? We not say this? Should we not share this personal thing? Or should we? And we almost always fall on the side of yes, we should. Because yep. it's really important to us to show every aspect. I mean, we talk a lot. We're so lucky. So many people give us press. And that's so important. But And we talk a lot about good things. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of tough stuff. Yeah, it's really hard. And it's like. It's exhausting. It's sometimes. Like we had a breakdown last week. Should we talk about that? Sure. What happened? Are you guys okay? No, we're oh, fine. Oh, yeah. Do you want to know what happened? We had our periods. The two female employees had your periods at the Both same of us time. had our periods. You were just lying down at the, the floor same like, time. Yep. And this is a real fucking problem. And you know what I said to be after we had recovered? I was like, why the fuck do female employees not get more sick days? Because we have a guaranteed thing yep. that's going to happen every month. I mean, okay. So, yeah, we live together. Our uteruses are synced. We both happen to be having really rough periods. And we were just like, we cannot do this anymore. And a lot of times. It's really hot. There's a, <laughs> there's a great thing about owning a business with your sister. A lot of times one of us can pick right, up the slack. you just pass the ball to the other one. For that, the other person. I think that's the only time we've ever that's both. That's how partnership works. Right. Yeah. And, and we were both just like... Uh, this is end time. No, because I was going to be like, Leah, you go home. And then I was like, no, I have to go home too. Yeah, we both no. have to go I home. I was like, we need to go home. And we do have a wonderful part, part-time employee. Um, we were like, so can lucky. you come in and yeah. work because we're dying? Um, but yeah, I, I mean. So what were we talking about before that? Um, oh, hard things. Yeah. So people come in and say, I love you guys just watch you on instagram all the time um and that's so amazing and we love that but we do get worried that we're 
presenting right, a like, false image of what it's like to be a small business owner. Right, that everything and is sunshine and roses all the time. The truth of being a small business owner is just that it's all it's all consuming. No matter yeah. what small business you're, and you're in. you're worried about money all the time. It's always the... Fr- and it's like, what are you going to Instagram that's like, today I am worried about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of worry. There's a lot of like... And there's no, you know, there's no reason we want to burden other people with that. But we, we like people to understand the realities of yeah. this. We get, yep. we get a letter probably every other month saying somebody wants to do something similar. Um, and we say, please, God, do, but Beware. please understand the realities. Yeah, of because what you're a lot about. of times the email we get starts from a place of this is all sunshine and roses. And I want to do it too, and it's going to be easy. Yeah. Right. No, 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 no. And I, I, don't, I don't think we should downplay how much we've given up to do this. Can I be honest with you guys? If, we, if, I, would be, if I could be audacious enough to give you advice, please. Sure. I say be honest. And you know what? Yeah, it's- set a time. A I would say set a time and space where you're going to talk about it, mm-hmm. and you can frame it as honest small business talk or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So remember when the toast announced they were closing mm-hmm. because yeah. revenue is down? Yeah. I got so many email messages from people saying, "Oh my god, the toast is closing, and I love them, and I love you, and please tell me you're not closing." And I was like, that was actually at a time when. I my you know ad, web advertising banner ads is on the decline yeah. and I understand it and I see all of these corporations including publishers pivoting to video which I find baffling because I cannot and do not want to watch video. Yeah. My theory as far as text is concerned is that if I buy a car it has a terrestrial radio. Text is a permanent institution much like the radio in my car. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have a cassette player anymore and I have like five choices of satellite radio. <laughs> and I can listen to the same song for like 19 hours straight on whatever device I plug in but when I buy the car Terrestrial AM and FM radio is built in. It's not going anywhere. The same that thing. Very with, interesting point, Sarah. Well, yeah. same thing with with text. Yeah, it's it has value. I it have does. a podcast, and podcasts are so hot right now. Sure, the, one of them. We're is, on one. I know, right? <laughs> we're know, we're check in out it. My, check this out my shit. So meta. But the the vehicle of the podcast that I pay the most attention to is the transcript. Not only because it makes it accessible, but it makes the content Google accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it helps people find the show. And not yeah. everyone knows or has the ability to sure. listen on a smartphone because not everybody has a smartphone. So my feeling is that it helps to be honest about the parts that are hard. Sure. Because on one hand, like nobody guaranteed me that this would be my job. But it's been my job since 2010. And I constantly have to adapt because internet like changes on the goddamn hour yeah so after the toast announced they were closing i started the smart bitches business update i love that and part <laughs> of that is okay i'm super nerdy into into the business of my site i love it and i have made all this shit up as i go because i i don't i have a degree in english and spanish right you're like i'm super fluent in bullshit by the seat of my pants. That's right. <laughs> I'm really lucky that I'm married to somebody who does the math because I can't remember numbers. You know how I remember phone numbers? The pattern on the phone. <laughs> really? What? Oh, yeah. The pattern on the buttons or I associate them with words. I remember. It's, I can't remember. It's like numbers. a weird form of dyscalculia. They literally dissolve in Yo my head. Yo voy a la biblioteca. Sí. <laughs> Yo voy a la biblioteca porque hay palabras ahí. <laughs> no hay números. No me gustan. <laughs> Le- Leah taught Spanish in our to our first to graders, first graders. <laughs> at our school. It was, oh yeah, it was really cute. Yeah. I just, uno, dos, tres. 
Um, so I started the business update as a way to say, okay, well, first of all, everyone asked, are we closing? No, mm-hmm. we're not closing. But here is how the site makes money. And if you want to support the site, here are ways in which you can do that. We have affiliate linking. We have advertisement. We have sponsorships. We have all of these. We have Patreon. We have all these different places. Mm-hmm. But just showing up is support. And if that is what you are able to do, that eyeballs are brilliant and lovely Mm -hmm. because the fact that you come and hang out with us is why we exist. But being able to say, here are opportunities to buy a thing if you wish to buy a thing. Here's swag that I've designed that you might like to, you know, buy for yourself to claim how awesome Smart Pitches is. And that honesty, like I was nauseous before I put that up. I was like, I am a... Talking about money. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And and that goes, because it's never like, as all those advice shows say, it's never just money. No. It's never just money. And you no. can't have a figure without it having meaning for everyone around you. Yeah. And you can't talk about, you know, you're, if you're an entrepreneur, that comes with both negative and positive assumptions. And I was sort of like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. And my... We're nodding vigorously. Yeah. <laughs> my... <laughs> Okay, so my my one of my major pieces of life advice, it comes from Pretty Face by Lucy Parker, where the character from the first book says to the heroine of the second book, play to the audience, not the critics. The people who've paid for their seat are there to see you. They're out for a good time. And when the curtain goes up, they're in your corner. Play to them. And it helps me remember mm-hmm. the vo- people who don't like what I do are very vocal. But the people yeah. who do like what I do, people understand that business is hard and being a business uh, person is so hard. True. That's fair. And they're already good in, job, Lucy Parker. Yeah. You should, uh, that whole quote just changed my life. But the the people who are on your side want to support you and yeah. want you to succeed. And so, if you talk about what's a good way to support this store or what's a good thing that people can do, okay. So here's the problem with that. Uh oh. It's not. I mean, it's just we've hit this reality before. There's only so many ways you can say you need to spend money at the store yeah and it's also really tough to say that right so if you want the store to still to stay around you need to come spend money at the store or online um there's not much else beyond that of course spreading the word getting other people in but that's the thing yep and so people are like oh i want you to succeed and i'm like okay we'll come back I mean, oh, we have oh, yeah. full international shipping. I just ship to Australia. So do I. We will ship to Adelaide, Australia. Any country you want. But yeah, we'll also, by the way, this is off topic, but people ask, um, the way our website works, we can add countries. So like, I'm not going to put every country in the world, but if you're like, you don't see um yugoslavia just like ask and we'll put it on the list it happens all the time yeah people i just i think i just added like salakia or something um so just ask yeah yeah but unless you live in telling your telling the people who already support you some of the more challenging parts if you frame that is okay let you know here's let's talk about being a small bookstore everyone knows i would hope who reads a book that running a bookstore is hard I mean, Barnes and Noble can barely manage to do it. And they've been doing it since I was like, I don't know, 12, yeah. 11. It is interesting, the disconnect in rhetoric and action. Isn't it though? Yeah. Which is just an uncomfortable thing to talk about. But the yeah, amount I mean, of people it's... who I love independent bookstores, I want to support independent bookstores and buy all their books on Amazon. No, we love Which is Amazon. Like, fine, but 
because there's an ex- to go around saying that you and there's are an ex- a big supporter of independent bookstores. There's an accessibility issue. Right. And which is totally legit. Absolutely. And we're never gonna No. And it's hard for you guys to sell ebooks. Yeah. Yeah. And and it is. we yeah, we talked about this last time we were on the show. Um yeah. and, and And we've tr- looked at so many different things and and we will we never begrudge people for reading ebooks. No. It's also an accessibility issue. Yeah, exactly. That's very different. Yeah. But we have lots of other things other than books. Oh, store shirts, bags, jewelry, yes. swags, candles, um, body beauty products. Have yes. you guys considered doing a subscription box? Yes. Yes. Those are logistically frightening. That is what we have we decided. Our it's a research. whole that was my research other as well. business. It is. It is we entirely abandoned. Business. We we um offered that as one of our. Kickstarter rewards because we were going to do it and we ended up fulfilling it through Ever After Box. Ever After mm-hmm. um, and um, Fresh Fresh Fiction Fresh Fiction mm-hmm. um, because it's a whole oh, freaking it's other business it's logistically overwhelming and it yeah. that was so, my discovery I was like I could set aside be, an entire room in an entire like, to be month. honest we Change keep saying life. that we might do it eventually we're not going to <laughs> go find another there's great one I mean well, yeah there's other check out one. Owl Crate check out Uppercase check mm-hmm. out Fresh Fiction check out oh Body Bookworms oh, which I'm she's, she's considering my- subscribing <laughs> to okay they're so great. Because I read she, the reviews on your site. She has sent boxes to Redheaded Girl and Elise. I know, and I read the reviews. They get cockering. And and then Amanda, and they are so well curated. Yeah. And so, she's, she's like in the next town over from me. Yeah. And so, so I there know are some great, how much logistics are involved. If right. you want, there are some Body really great ones shit. out there. Yeah. yeah. So to be honest, the answer is no. No. Um, yeah, it's, because subscription income is something that I'm constantly told is like a new thing, like Patreon models and subscribing yeah. at different tier levels. Like no, you can go behind a paywall, which I do not want to do. It's it's very hard to yeah. adapt. It is a very which is why business model, which is why you will see us doing things and trying things out, um, especially in our events model. If mm-hmm. something pops up that you're like, this seems out of left field. It's frequently us trying different things to bring revenue in. Have you seen my series on packing? <laughs> that has absolutely fuck all to do with romance novels. Yes, I have actually. That's, we have. That's that's a whole other side project. We watched the whole I thing and we're like, we'll hustle. never do this. <laughs> I, I, I made my side hustle my business. So you know what I'm going to do? Start another side hustle. No, yeah. I'm starting Organization Academy. I'm going to do online courses on how to organize your time with Google Calendar oh and yes. physical organization because I'm yes. I have to. Sarah be has all these amazing hacks. tips. Life I hack hacks. a lot of shit. Life hacks. And, and and there's things that I love to do, and then there's there's the things that. Um, I forget who it was, but a psychologist calls it the red sock in your load of whites. It's that little tiny red thing that's going <laughs> to fuck up the whole load of whites. It's no. that one shit task that you hate that bleeds into everything else. Yeah. And yes. you either have to minimize it or get rid of it. And like I figure out. What Can my- we get rid of Leah having to do QuickBooks? <laughs> Shout out to Allie. Um, at Ramen Girl. I have a really nice customer that I send questions to on Twitter. <laughs> She's so nice because I was like literally struggling one day when she was in the store and she was like, you know, listen, I do this for a living. Can I help you? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so now I take screenshots and I Twitter message them to her. Thanks, Allie. Yeah. She's so nice. I We've talked about this in the past. I have anxiety mm-hmm. and it's really difficult to be a small business owner with anxiety. Be- the devil you said. Isn't that shocking? It <laughs> oh, just is designed to mm-hmm. trigger a lot of my anxieties and all of the questioning everything and when Fitz is in my lap and just 
I on like, everything is okay. I honestly like I cannot believe the connection that this human and this dog has. We love each other. And it's it I'm uh, it really blows my mind sometimes. Like, I mean, it's funny and cute, but like in a really serious way, like it's amazing. Yeah, we found each other. It's amazing. And it's really funny because he thinks he's my boyfriend. He he does not like my my actual human boyfriend. Um <laughs> Yeah, he's like, well, it's not that he doesn't like him. It's that he objects to the space he takes up. Yes, exactly. He, <laughs> he Fitz is next to me at all times. Yep. So when Charlie like Fitz will come and get right in between yes. us, yeah, because he likes it. Like when Charlie will play with him, he like likes yeah. it. Or if he holds him, that's not the problem. It's it's that Excuse when Charlie me, human, you do not seem to understand the order of society. Right, right. When he takes the spot next to her. He also doesn't seem to understand that she has two sides. Yeah, um, he wants to be on the other side. No, <laughs> that's uh, not the point. No, so he likes to sleep with his head on my shoulder Aww. and his butt in Charlie's face <laughs> and his tail. He's got a really long fuzzy tail. Smacking <laughs> Charlie back and forth just so Charlie knows who's in charge. Yeah. And it is so funny. I do not like to sleep with this dog. B left for Orlando a day before me because she actually went to visit Charlie's family on the East Coast. And I, as soon as I got in bed, I was like, I, every time this happens, I remember. I hate sleeping with this dog. The dog... <laughs> He needs, he needs to be attached to his kidneys. Right? I the dog weighs eight pounds dog. and hogs the giant bed. Oh, yeah. Because he has to sleep exactly. The dog snores. Dogs and cats both become large ponies at night. I both mean, in noise and inside. And I, I honestly feel like I look up and I've like contorted myself. I'm like, the dog is the size of a loaf of bread. How have I Fitz, somehow? Okay, so Fitz and I sleep. He likes the exact center of the bed. We spoon, and he's the little spoon, and I'm the big spoon. And when Charlie's there, he loses his spoon space. Because the, the but couldn't he be? Then there's three spoons. So then that that's what we've tried. Charlie and I have had to change the way we sleep. To As you should. So now Charlie's big spoon, I'm middle spoon, and Fitz yeah. is the littlest spoon on the end. That is how. That's how it should work. When my smaller dog sleeps and would like to be fused to one of my kidneys. Yeah. yeah. One or the other. Yeah. Fit, when I sleep with Fit, he like likes my like, middle of my stomach. Right against he your kidneys. And that's like not – I'm like, come, just come sit by my head. Like there's plenty mm-hmm. of room. No, he doesn't care about room. I care about room. <laughs> he cares about making sure you understand that that's not your bed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. And making sure that I understand that I am the second choice oh, that he'd rather be with mom. Of course. And second mom is a poor substitute. Well, second mom isn't his devoted servant. <laughs> I will do true. anything that dog wants. He makes a tiny peep and I'm like, oh, all right, let's figure it out. Okay, but <laughs> what I do you will need? say when Fitz was in the hospital and had a bladder stone, like he would have died if B hadn't been like, there's something wrong. I was like, he's fine. And B convinced me and was like, we're going to the vet. And they were, they looked at him and sent us to the hospital. So wow. like, and I mean, the thing that happens if it doesn't get treated is that your bladder your, explodes. His bladder explodes. And I don't think you live through that. Not so, well. no. Devoted human servant saves his life. Okay. So remember how we weren't going to talk about Fitz and now we've talked about him for, what do you think? Like 35 minutes? I can talk about that dog. But also people come in and are like, I heard you on the podcast. And I like, how you talking about Fitz? Like, All right. Well, the funny thing now is that we, I don't think we've, we've mentioned one book. Like we could talk about books if you want. We can talk about books. But the funny thing now about Fitz is that sometimes he's not in the store. Oh yeah. Fitz can is, we say this? He's a living, breathing animal. And sometimes he can't be in the store. 
And we especially we when we have totally events. totally understand that like people are fans and they want to see him, but like unfortunately, also, people are afraid of dogs and can he can't be in a space when it's full of people who you don't know. I, and it's if, not even that. If there's it's, a lot of unknowns, like because in the store, people come in and say, "Can I pet your dog?" And I say, "Absolutely." He's super friendly. Just you know, right. this is how you do it. Come on up, introduce and yourself, say hi. When there's that many people, I can't right. give that permission anymore. So especially at events. And what happens, he doesn't you, – you can't tell that he's scared, but he needs to be held. Mm-hmm. And that sort of makes it difficult to do for our us job. to do our jobs. Because you need your arms for book selling. I mean, oh, crazy. And kind of. putting chairs away. But and, – and, you know, it's – we feel really bad when someone is visiting from a different state, country, whatever, and Fitz isn't in the store – but he is an animal, and he has he can't needs. Always he be. has needs, and you have to take care of him. You yeah, yeah. Him. Um, it does say on our website he is never there on Tuesdays. That's his day off. He and B, they're living it up, <laughs> wilding out. Yeah, he's never there <laughs> on sleeping. Tuesdays. So when you're doing a new project, what mm-hmm. are the things that really make you go, "Yes, we're doing this"? Is it a visual thing? Is it a discover discovering books thing? Like, are we talking like visual stuff in the store? Yeah, in the store. Um. That's a good question. That's a good question. I feel like it's always something different. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's generally space driven. Um, (laughs) This is something that has just occurred to me. Um, In high school, a wacky art teacher offered an elective installation art that me and a couple of my friends like took and had a great time. And we've since made a lot of jokes about it since because the shit that we did was like insane and we <laughs> called it installation art but it has just occurred to me that i am now an installation artist you are because everything i do is site specific and that's what an installation artist does so i'm an installation artist so for stuff in the store it, it's driven by where it is it's always going to be like i'm not i mean for now like the back that i'm working on that's almost done like i'm not satisfied with the way this space looks how can i improve it how can i show off the books better how can i make it more atmospheric blah 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 um I mean, I think the answer to the question is, is it possible? <laughs> Does it fill in a space in the store that doesn't have anything in it? Like the books up the wall by the front door. Right. Let's take that. in an area that you couldn't really That's do That's a good example because it, with. right. That's a good example because it doesn't have to do with like selling stuff really. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I was literally just staring at this wall and I was like, I can't believe how blame this wall looks um and i texted b as somebody asked if i did and i was like do you care if i do something in the front wall she was like nope i was like all right it's gonna look different tomorrow this was like i was like i want to do the only time i ever say no is if i think she's taking on something too big she does say that outside and and she's gonna stress out about finishing it in a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. or something like that she's like don't start this now before Mm -hmm. this happens right like if we have an event like don't paint the wall right before an event because then it'll be wet (laughs) and i'm like no okay fine that makes sense (laughs) yeah so like changing the window right before we came here right i was like really stressing out she was like just wait till you get back yeah who cares um, but sometimes you need to give someone permission to do to do that. Yeah. Like, but it's okay not to. Front, well, it's okay. So, I ha- is this possible? Um, is it in our budget? Um, most of these projects, um, especially anything that's made out of books, cost very little money because we already have thousands and thousands of used books. Um, we have a garage full. Yeah. So there's a whole room of used books, and then there's like that amount of books in our garage at our house. Um, where did you acquire them 
a used bookstore in Costa Mesa that had a really significant focus on romance closed. And you were like, hello. And they gave all their books to (gasps) us for like pennies. Glorious. We just had to take them away. So we rented a U-Haul. And Leah drove. Yeah. B wouldn't drive it. I can't drive it. But I did. We did. We did. took three trips. We took three trips. Because first we tried it. We each drove a car. We did two cars twice. And then the last time we did a U-Haul. Yeah. Um. But I think they gave us approximately 5,000 yeah. books. And so then you had to weed through that, put some in the store, put <sighs> in the garage. We didn't even really do it's that, It's still to be not done to our satisfaction. But it's a lot of physical merchandise to manage. So it is. many. And we try, like, we try to make the upstairs books we don't have downstairs. So it's older titles. Right. Um, also, we have six of some book. Like, this is how, and people are always like, how do you decide what books you're going to destroy? Well, generally, it's the books that I have six of. Uh, um, yeah. Or the one that the cover's fallen off. Yeah. yeah. Or, um, I don't know. This other one it clearly was spilled on by Water damage. Um, the wavy pages. Yeah. Uh, but frequently, it's, There's I mean. a good amount of silverfish damage. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Um, it's frequently, I mean, they gave us. I would say we cleaned out their like shed. Yeah, it was not in the best condition. So some of those. So some of the books are not in good shape. Yeah, they become Um, which is a great second life, right? And it depends when I'm. You'll see when you're looking at different things. Sometimes you only see the spine. Sometimes you see the whole thing. Sometimes you only see the cover. So that lends itself to like, Mm -hmm. okay, if the cover's damaged, well, that it doesn't matter if I can use the back or whatever. Um, Yeah, but. How do you decide to do something? Is it possible? Is it in the budget? Uh, is it something that's going to enhance the story? I mean, I feel like that's the main question. Is it going to be something that people go, oh. Right. Because I know for you, when we did a, on a previous interview, you were talking about shoppable installations yeah. of art, like handkerchiefs. Which we still are going to do. We're still going to do. So you're you're doing something similar. Your your store is shoppable art. Yes. yes. I mean, that's you can't buy true. the you stuff off the wall, it. but yeah. well, you can go and see the creativity and the art while also looking at books. And we've yeah. talked in the past about trying to figure out a way for Leah to sell kits. If you want to hire me yeah. to install flying books in your house, I'll do it. No one's ever asked, but well, that's not true. People have asked. People have asked. But no one's ever followed through. I'll do it. So I have to ask you. Yeah. What are you reading? Oh, because I have a book I want to tell you guys about. It's going to blow your damn mind. We've oh. finally gotten to books after spending <laughs> a lot of time talking about our dog. Um, great question. Okay, so, uh, you go first. I'm getting my list. Okay, on the airplane, I read an advanced reader copy of my old professor from Yale's, uh, Lauren Willig, who wrote the Pink Carnation series. Uh huh. It uh, has a new book coming out in January. I don't what? know. It's not till then. I don't know. It's called The English Wife. And I love it. I, lo- I love the Pink Carnation series. If you like the Pink Carnation series, if you like Deanna Rayborn, if you like these kind of like historical fiction, but there's something else. This one has mystery. There isn't really paranormal, except the whole thing kind of feels like magical. There's flash forwards and flashbacks, and you're told this story in a, it's such an amazing way. And it's um, in Newport in um, the, or the end of the 19th century. So it's such a time period that I just adore and I think has so much potential for this kind of thing. And it's not at all light. It's like a fucked up story but it's fan fucking tastic i loved it and i'm also reading um 
Victoria Aveyard, who lives very close to the store, and we adore, and we adore her dog, Maybe you Indy. Maybe say on the radio that oh, you've I never read her book. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I, I, well, I haven't because I kind of had stopped reading YA for a while, and I've recently really been just needing that lighter, fluffier kind Hopefuler. of fuller. Yeah, and, and I don't know, just like an it just feels like a different world. So I loved Dimple Matt Rishi. I loved... Um, no, don't talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Oh, okay. Fine. Leah's going to talk about it. Um, and then... So I was like looking at our YA shelves and Victoria, who I adore, I had never actually read Red Queen. It's this great YA series. So I brought that along. I'm like 10 pages in. And I am really intrigued. I read <laughs> 10 pages. I was reading The English Wife the whole flight. It took me two hours to read The English Wife. You can buzz through it. But now I'm reading Red she Queen. She reads fast. Yeah. You read faster than I do. Longer than two-hour flight. Were you sleeping the rest of it? Well, I was flying from D.C. to Orlando. Oh, right, right, right. It wasn't from... from no, my flight... I had time my to flight. read a book, watch a movie, <laughs> watch a TV show. <laughs> Wait, this is really funny. My flight... Online a whole season. Yeah. My flight from L.A. to D.C., I was with my boyfriend, and he likes to watch movies on airplanes. He's a big movie guy. And it, it took us an hour to decide on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's an endless thing because we have very different tastes. So it took us an hour to decide that we were finally going to watch Deadpool, which he had never seen I and Deadpool. I loved. We watched a little bit of Deadpool. He fell asleep in my lap. There's like so many guns in that movie. Fell, boyfriend asleep in my lap, trapping me there. And I was like, all right, well, do I watch the movie I've already seen without you? I like can't really get to any books or anything but i was on virgin and they have um whatever so i turned on cnn and i watched the healthcare motion to proceed vote getting increasingly more agitated and upset and i couldn't do anything or my boyfriend is asleep i can't talk to anyone i'm just sitting there like pulling hairs out of the side of just like (laughs) so it was not a great flight but then the flight down I read The English Wife and it was delightful. The book I stopped her from talking about because I was going to talk about it is The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue by oh, Mackenzie Lee. Yes. Have you read this? We have read It's terrific. It, I, I think I saw it. It got a very good grade, right? Because I freaking loved it. Yeah. We both read it. Um, I don't really read much historical and it takes a lot to make me like it. Um, yeah. And it's so... I've never met a book that more embodies more fully embodies the word romp r-o-m-p they're just romping road trips and you know goofy travel yeah it's so good and it has a really modern feel without feeling anachronistic Mm -hmm. um i really enjoyed it i did too um and then i think the book probably i've uh another book i've been recommending a lot this isn't super recent i think i read it i don't know june or something is um the idea of you by robin lee um which is uh not a romance okay not a Just romance so we say. i guess i'm hoping there's gonna be a sequel there is a yeah the ending is i would say the ending is ambiguous ish not I, it feels like such a spoiler to say that but like no people want to know yeah yeah anyway it's great it's about a uh i think she's 40 something woman who takes her teen 12 year old daughter to see her favorite boy bands and through extenuating circumstances becomes involved with one of the members of the boy bands who is i don't know 21 um huge age gap it's really good 
Yeah. We, I think we've both been enjoying, or I've really been enjoying the rock star normal girl thing that had, I loved. Um, yeah, but this is such a new take on it. Right. And it's that such. much of an age difference? Yes. It's yeah. such a new take on the boy band meets regular girl. Such a new take on the rock star romance. It, it It's really good. The writing is really excellent. Um, it happens to take place in Culver City. Um, and the heroine owns an art gallery, so I just like pretended that it was like right down the street. She would, there are two art galleries right down the street. Yeah. Um, very enjoyable. Um, and then while I was on vacation last week or the week before, I reread Tiffany Rice's entire original Sinner series. Whoa. Because <laughs> it's the best. And if you haven't read it, you should. Awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. What else do I have with me? I have the new Sabrina Jeffries. Oh, yeah, I brought stuff with me. Oh, I brought – so, yeah, I haven't read this yet. I brought Club uh, Club Deception by Sarah Skilton. Um, that is tomorrow's covers and cocktails. Really? Ah, yeah. No kidding. So It's she, got a great cover. She will be, depending on when this airs, um, she wrote this book about magicians. Yep. Um, and her husband is a magician. Yep. And she and him are coming to our next comedy night, and she's going to read from the book, and he's going to do magic. Oh. <gasps> And I'm yeah. really excited. I am That's too. Awesome. I know. I love magic, so I'm really excited. That's August 17th. Very cool. Um, yeah. So I haven't read it. I have it with me. So you're ready for the little extra bonus part? Here is the extra bonus part. <laughs> All right. So tell me, what's your news? Fitz is pregnant, right? That's the news. <laughs> the news is that Fitz got a haircut. <laughs> and he looks like a smart and handsome boy. And he wanted to tell everybody about it. He needs and his own podcast. He needs his own like video t- video channel. That'd be amazing. Okay, well, if you would like a personalized video from Fitz, you can sign up for our brand new Patriot. Yay! That's- the actual news but Fitz is that did get a haircut. Fitz did get a haircut. He looks very handsome. The actual news is that we're launching a Patreon. And if you're a fan of Fitz, I would definitely sign up for our Patreon because there will be a lot of Fitz content over there. Yeah, and there. you get at, like, uh, I think at, like, 10 and 15, I'd have to double check, you get a personalized Fitz video. He'll say whatever you want. As you heard earlier in this episode, people are always asking how they can support us if they don't live here or if they mostly read ebooks. So this is what we have. This is what we're doing. This is what we're trying out. And we're really excited about it. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do on Patreon as the patrons of the Smart Bitches podcast well know. And we have launched this in conjunction with a brand new I'll say t-shirt, but you can also get it as a tank top or a sweatshirt. And if you join the Patreon, you then get 10% off of the new swag, which is really cute. And it looks like a little vintage postcard and it says, greetings from the robotics. That is so awesome. Way to go. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because if you can't get to LA because it's like a seven hour flight, if you're going (laughs) against really bad wind, it's easier to just make a monthly pledge and be like i want you guys to be awesome and to keep being awesome so for us it's not that weird because we were born on kickstarter yes of course you know crowdfunding's always been that's why we're here and i think a model like patreon um is confusing to people like our father but (laughs) to other people it makes sense um and we and we have always i think 
taken very seriously anybody's decision to give us money. So we will put a lot of time and energy into what we're giving you back. And we're super excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I think, we're like Leah said, we're really excited about all the um, possibilities here. We think that Patreon might open up um, some new stuff for us. And like we talked about in this podcast, and Sarah, we've talked about so much, um, it's difficult to be a small business and grow. What? It, 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 <laughs> yeah, shockingly enough, well, we found it very um, rewarding and easy to kind of maintain our current um where we are currently but you know like any good company we need to grow and we need to um kind of shift it as we go so we think patreon will really help us do that um and we're very excited and it gives yes. people who are who are involved in the community and big fans of yours a way to continue to support the store even if you yeah. can't shove you know show up and that's you know, exactly shop there i think we are in such a unique position in this community um, as we have this brick and mortar space, but we also have, you know, we, we want to have a voice in the larger community and we want to make sure that everyone feels like they're a part of what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. So we hope this will be a way for us really to, to share what we're doing here. Um, and people feel like they're really a part of it um, in, in a financial way, which is important to us. You know, if you gave to us from our, from the Kickstarter, we really consider you, um, a financial backer of this store and patrons will be considered the same and treated in the same way. So we're thrilled, excited, all the adjectives, all the words. Yeah, we wrote, cause we like wrote the newsletter thing and it literally just said, we're excited. excited. We're excited. 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 We're excited about this. We're excited about that. Yeah. You know, I, when I, when I launched our Patreon, I was so nervous. Oh it's, my gosh. Oh boy wracking and I think I'm sure there will be questions you know we are an established business and patron is um, a, a new thing for established businesses to utilize mm -hmm. so we're really this is a test for us we're seeing if it works um, we're seeing how best it can work and how best we can use it we'll, we'll see how it goes but we're very excited to prospect as we said a hundred times yeah now. you said that like a hundred times now for instance in the future something like fits or might be on the Patreon or um, we just got um, in our newsletter, everybody in the newsletter got a free short story from Sherry Thomas, but in the future that might be something that just our patrons get. Yeah. So if authors listening to this are interested in helping out with our patron, you can give us stuff to give to, to, give to our, our patrons, people, um, which is a great, because authors are always asking what they can do, which is fabulous and amazing www. No, 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 You got to start with HTTPS colon yeah, slash slash com slash the rip bodice. Yeah, it's on the homepage of our website and you can see the new shirt there as well. Don't forget you get 10% off, but that it only lasts for two weeks because we're using the same model we did with our feminist t-shirts, which is that somebody else prints them and ships them. So they all have to be ordered at once. Which if you zoom in real, real close, you can see little Mr. Fitzy. Yeah, little Fitzy, he's reading under the palm tree. Aww. I think he's for his person to be done. Okay, reading, well, the so person is reading. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> what, he's reading. He can read. He can read. How did he become a lawyer without being able to read? He's a genius. He can read. <laughs> Um, and he's excited. He wants everyone to be a patron so that they can see all the fun stuff that his crazy moms do for him. He also talks in the intro video for yeah. Patreon, wherein we dress him in a variety of outfits around our store. Well, as you should. 
vlog could definitely become a part Oh my god, he should have a fashion vlog. That's a really good idea. Also, it gives me an excuse to buy all the outfits I want. Yeah. All right, that's it's happening. It's a fashion vlog. You heard it here first. Fitz is fashion vlog. Here it comes. Yeah, we should really not talk to each other because we have a lot of ideas. No, it's I a problem. It's, it's a problem. like... It's like, you know, you, it, we're already expensive people to know because we can tell you about books to read and now we just make each other broke with ideas. This is a problem. Yeah. And that is officially the end of this podcast episode. I recorded the little extra bonus part the week I was doing the editing. So you can actually hear the difference, right, between recording on Skype and then recording live in person with microphones. Uh, so I have to say a big thank you to my Patreon supporters for helping me upgrade equipment because it makes your eardrums happy. I hope it makes my eardrums happy. I will have links to everything, like literally everything on the internet. I'm just going to link to all of it at this point because I've got so many things to link. I will link to their Patreon campaign. I will link to the new shirt, which is really super cute. I will link to different things that we talked about and all of the books we mentioned, Never Fear. And speaking of books, I have a book to tell you about because today's podcast is sponsored by Hollywood Scandal by Louise Bay. If you enjoy books by Vi Keeland, Lauren Blakely, or Kendall Ryan, you will love this hot contemporary Hollywood romance. When Matt Easton moves in next door, Lana Kelly has no idea he's Hollywood's hottest superstar. He's used to women falling at his feet, but his new neighbor is not just anyone. She'll take a porch swing over a red carpet any day. And while he's used to being the center of attention, she hates the spotlight. Lana's running from a scandal of her own, and her worst nightmare is becoming tabloid fodder. There is no way she'll fall in love with Hollywood's biggest star. Matt's trying to clean up his image and needs to avoid temptation, but that's easier said than done when the girl next door is the only woman he can't have. Number one New York Times best-selling author Rachel Van Dyken says that Hollywood Scandal has flawless writing, incredible storytelling, and believable characters that you want to root for. I loved every word, she says. Hollywood Scandal by Louise Bay is on sale now at all major retailers. You can find out more at louisebay.com. And big, big, big thank you to Louise Bay for sponsoring this episode. The music you're listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater. You can find her on Twitter at Sassy Outwater. This is Caravan Palace. This is Star Scat, which could either be a really cool name or a slightly gross one, depending on how you interpret it. But I really dig this song. You can find it on their two album set, Caravan Palace and Panic, on iTunes and Amazon. And you can find Caravan Palace at caravanpalace.com. Future podcasts will include me talking about romance novels. And if you have recommended the show or left a review on iTunes or on your podcast app, had a look at our Patreon campaign, or even sent me an email to ask me a question at sbjpodcast at gmail.com or sarah at smartpitches, trashybooks.com. Or if you're listening right now, thank you. You are incredibly awesome and I am deeply appreciative. And I will see you here next week. And in the meantime, on behalf of B. Leah, Fitzwilliam Waffles, Orville, Wilbur, Zeb, and Buzz, myself, and everyone else here, all the mammals, Wish you the very best of reading. Have a great weekend.
Let's get to the 